Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Tuning the Boat, a parenting podcast focused on the discipleship aspect of it. My name is Matthew Wilbanks, and I'm at my parents' home in Northeast Texas. And Tim, you're currently sitting outside of a coffee shop in uh, Central Oklahoma. Yes, and um, and you know, I have been not living in Oklahoma for ten years now, and I moved south. And when I move south, I gain temperature. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm sitting here outside of this coffee shop in shorts and a hoodie because that's what I wear during the winter in West Texas. And Matt, I'm freezing. It is cold outside. <laughs> Well, it's like upper 40s, lower 50s. It's it's 54 for me, so it's it's not as cold, but still. Um, but this one is going to be a shorter one, mainly because uh, Tim and I are both at our parents' uh, visiting family, so we don't want to take too much time away from that. But uh, we still wanted to record an episode, still wanted to get something out to you, so that's what we are going to do. So... Um, Before we get into it, though, this is still your weekly reminder that the Texas Rangers are World Series champions. Uh, We don't need to let that go past. (laughs) Never. If you're an Astros fan, you better believe it forever. (laughs) Um, But we're just going to go ahead and jump into our discussion, and it's going to be centered around thankfulness, would you believe it? Um, But thankfulness in a different way than you would think. Our main little text is going to be in Philippians 4. So I want to read, starting in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness or reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what we're going to do is a lot of times people look at this section and they talk about, you know, what does prayer look like? But this time what we're going to do is we're going to do something a little different. Um, We are going to be talking about thankfulness, but in a way that most people don't normally have thankfulness. And that is thankfulness in everything, which means the good and the bad. Um, and mm-hmm. Tim, why do you think people aren't always thankful in the bad times? Well, you know, I mean, it's natural not to be thankful. Um, I think, I think a lot of our sinful uh, desires and um, just ways are to focus only on the bad um, mm. and, and to not be reminded of the good. But you know, Matt, the 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 passage of scripture that really hits me. Um, Right now, not only because it's a time of thankfulness, but discussing being thankful, especially in the bad things, it is to think about Mary's uh, praise back to God after hearing that she is going to be um, the mother of Christ. You know, that was a, I, I would argue that was a bad thing. I mean, Mary could have potentially been killed. Um, like that file law was okay. But if you remember, like her song back to the Lord is like, Thank you for showing mercy all the time. You are mm-hmm. always merciful to your people. And, it, and it's, it's a wild thing because normally when we go through trials and when we go through temptations, um, or I should say trials, not temptations, because those are self-inflicted. 
when we go through bad times or bad things, we are definitely not counting it as joy, as James 1, 2 would show. But instead, we're focused so much on what we think God has taken away or given up on. And we fail to really appreciate not only all the things that are at that time still God is currently doing, but also in reality we could be going through that would be worse or what even, to be more honest, what Christ has went through that is worse. Yep. So we decide to throw a little pity party um, because, well, oh, well, you know, we're a little bit shorter on finances than we've been before. Where Matt, you know, you could easily you could easily give the well. There's people on Earth that are struggling for food, and that's true. Like we ought to be thinking about that. But you can also just, I think, more honestly sit back and say, "Hold on a minute. The Lord has provided you X, Y, and Z things in your life, nameless and countless things, and yet you got frustrated that there was a small bit that you didn't get to have." You know, this at its very core is just greed. Right. Like, we we ought to sit here and look at our families, we ought to look at our jobs, et cetera, et cetera, and realize that they're all a gift from God. But Matt, you tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, the this idea here is that in everything we rejoice in the Lord always. Um we need to let our graciousness and reasonableness be shown, which means in every circumstance, those things are going to be a big part. Um, it's hard to look past that to where we just need to be a bunch of, you know, Debbie Downers in a way. Whenever we do experience trials, whenever we do experience um, difficult times, it can be easy to look past that and go, well, God, what am I supposed to do? You've put me in this mess. What do I do? And the beauty of it is that, yes, God does allow bad things to happen, but we also have to recognize that God is the one who is allowing. And so that's why Paul can say um, in verse 6, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. Like, it's easy for us to look at this situation and go, you know, oh God, you have just done the worst. You've been so bad, and it's hard for me to look past these terrible things. And so, in these, in these moments, we have to remember that God is the one who was still over these things, even if it is a bad or difficult time. Um, God has not looked away. God has not even um, turned from you and abandoned you. Instead, what God is doing is he's watching and seeing how you react. And the beauty is that it's in these moments where it's hard for us to find thankfulness when we are going through difficult times. Um, It's in these moments where the strongest believers actually do give thanks back to God. Like, for instance, uh, earlier today, um, I had some lunch with family, and then um, I went with my stepdad out to uh, clean up uh, his parents' gravesite. Um, and we are getting very close to the 
anniversary of the death of uh, his mom. And in these moments, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the, the headstone. And I remember the many wonderful times that uh, I had with her when she was still with us. And it's in these moments that, yes, it was hard to think about this because she's no longer with us anymore. But at the same time, I have a reason to be thankful for the wonderful memories that uh, I had with her, that God uh, placed her in my life through um, my stepdad marrying my mom, and I got to know her very well. And those are moments for us to be thankful. Um, these moments where we are struggling, these are moments to thank the Lord that He is still good and that he has given us so many good things in the past and why would he all of a sudden just stop like that's not in his character as uh, philippians 1 verse 8 says he who started the good work will see it to completion until the day of the lord christ jesus like there's never a moment where god is going to stop being good and so even in the struggles we can think just like god told the israelites remember i am the lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, which means there is still good things for us to remember to where this memory that calls us back to what God has done helps us to see, well, God will continue to do good things. And this is why we can give thanks in the midst of hardship. Um, Tim, what do you think about that? Well, you know, uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm reminded that often you know, when we talk to people uh, and we try and share our faith with them, this is brought up a lot is like, mm -hmm. well, then why does God let bad things happen? And, 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 you know, there's part of me that empathizes and says, you know, it is, I think part of human nature to wonder why if someone is all powerful and all good, why would he let bad things happen? But then on the flip side, like this is still at its very core, again, a sinful thought. Of yep. like, well, if someone is all good, then then everything should only be good in my life. But it's also the understanding, you know, Matt, you know this analogy, because um, I think you and I have both listened to enough sermons to have heard it. But uh, often, the only way for many types of plants to grow is after some sort of forest fire. Mm -hmm. And you see this all the time, that you'll have a forest fire, it'll ravage everything out. And then from it, now there is new growth. Now there are mm -hmm. new plants that can come in or, or even perhaps the same type of plants, but they're bigger and stronger. Like it, it is a universal understanding that often bad things do lead to good. Yeah. We just don't like it because it's not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We don't like that, that moment of heat in the fire. We don't like that loss of a loved one, or we don't like that uh, difficult situation in our jobs. But mm -hmm. not only is this something that I think is a universal um, idea, but it's something that we need to teach our kids. Because yeah. your kids are going to go through negative moments. Your kids are going to have moments where they don't do well. Your, your kids are not only going to have moments where bad things happen to them outside of their control, but they're also going to have them where they self-inflict bad things upon themselves. Mm -hmm. And our denial that God can be at work through that will transfer 
into their rejection that God is at work. Yep. Because this is the classic, I mean, this is the classic thing when we share our faith. Well, oh no, he doesn't exist because look at all the bad things that happen. Well, that's, that makes no sense whatsoever. That would be to mm-hmm. say that the Dallas Cowboys don't exist because somebody else played soccer. Well, <laughs> these two things don't work together. You, you, yep. You're saying two statements that that there is no logical conclusion, one that follows from the other. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the same way, we have to begin to train our kids that, hey, look, sometimes bad things are going to happen. Uh, I have I have two or three, three of my uh, youth leaders or people who are around our youth group a lot that were all Marines. And this may not be the most um, tuning the bow phrase, but the Marines have a phrase during especially boot camp, they like to say, which is, and I, I know you heard it from Shannon Rainwater, Matt, but it's yeah. embrace the suck. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to teach our kids, that, hey, look, sometimes life ain't going to bring you lemons. Um, life ain't going to bring you lemonade. It's not going to bring you water. It, it's going to bring you some rotten milk. And you've got to figure out what to do with it in that moment because honestly, the other side of this is that each one of us can look back in our lives and see where God has tested us through something that is bad and mm-hmm. that it is a pivotal moment in our life. Like Mary and I have a whole marriage now built on looking at the times where God has very clearly tested us. And where we said, okay, we caught that it was a test, we embraced the trial, we took Mm -hmm. joy in the trial, and we've since then become stronger. You know, whether that be that we had to move a job from a place that we loved to the middle of the desert, whether whether it be Mm -hmm. whenever we lost a child before they were born. Like, these were all things outside of our control and that were clearly... God's plan. And they were not things we enjoyed. Matt, you walked with us through both of those. We didn't really enjoy either of them, Mm -hmm. but we sat back and we were, as we were driving in, you know, in our eight hour drive, um, yesterday, we were like, man, those were key pivotal times in our life in our marriage and in our faith that we had to make the right decision. We Mm -hmm. actually ended up making the right decision. And in the end, like we see where, yeah, God might have burned down a quarter of the forest, but he replaced it with an acre. Mm -hmm. Like he replaced it three, four, five times what anything that was burned down. I mean, like, and and again, this is not, this is not trying to take a life, you know, uh, into those um, sort of things. But like for us, we lost our first child Mm. and God instead came and blessed us with two children at once. Mm. And we saw how, man, that was a clear and utter blessing from the Lord. Mm -hmm. But what I see too often, and man, I know you see often, I think this is what we as parents have to be mindful of is, is often what happens in a situation like that is we take the, we take the bad thing that God did first. And that was, Oh, that was bad. That was terrible. That was wrong. We don't like God for that. Blah, 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 blah. And then we take the good thing and we go, oh, yeah, yeah, see, it's great. Mm -hmm. Without full recognition that we serve an eternal God who stands outside of time. Who, who in the moment that he is, he has put you through a trial in the moment that he has put something bad in your life. He is also 
fully knowing that he is going to bless you in the future. Mm -hmm. And we ought to start looking at things in that way to say, man, God already knew. God knew that Mary and I both needed to have lost Enoch to be better parents for Eli and Silas. Mm -hmm. He knew that our marriage needed to be strengthened in the loss of a child for us to be better parents. Because he knew that when we became parents, we weren't going to work 120 hours together uh, a week. But that instead we were going to have to deal with financial difficulties of only having one person work. We were going to have to deal Mm -hmm. with different things that we needed to be strengthened for. Mm -hmm. And I think it's our proper response as Christians and as Christian parents to begin to teach our kids, hey, your life is actually not a series of unconnected events. But it is a giant story, part of a much bigger story that God is writing. And you ought to notice each and every time God returns his blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, we give the Israelites, and forgive me, Matt, I've gone on a bit of a sermon here, and I'll turn it back over to you. <laughs> we we give the Israelites a lot of grief because they always turn back to idols, mm-hmm. and they're really dumb for that. But can we also give them some credit here? And they figured out the story. You look at the Old Testament, and when they're not sitting there worshiping something they just made 40 seconds ago, when they're actually doing what God tells them to do, they're always hearkening back to the past. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there saying, look, he's the God of Jacob. He's the God of Abraham and Isaac. They're reminding themselves consistently that God's plan has actually been there forever. It has happened in their lives and will continue after their lives. And I think we as parents would be really mindful to tell our kids the same sort of thing. But Matt, sermon over, what do you think? Yeah, so um, I was preaching this week or this Sunday, and I was preaching over um, when we gather as a church together, we actually gather under the word and we worship, but we actually also gather for each other. And then these these moments of difficulty and and trials, we as a church being there with each other, one believer just being there with another. Um, I was I read through uh, Charles Spurgeon's book, A Soul Winner, a couple semesters ago for one of my classes, and uh, this quote jumped out to me, and it says, Even as the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations, so the words and deeds of saints are medicine for a thousand maladies which means the good things that you say and do through the power of the Holy Spirit can actually be something like medicine for someone going through a hard time. Like, those are times that we praise and thank God for because we're able to share His love to someone who is suffering. And so this whole idea of thankfulness isn't just when you go through hard times, but it's also when you help others go through hard times. And that's also something we very quickly and easily forget, is that the church gathers for each other, which means no matter who is going through... I mean, whenever... um, Tim, whenever uh, Mary uh, lost Enoch, uh, you were at a fall festival at church. 
And it was a rough, rough time for Mary. And I was there. You told me exactly what happened. And after we finished it, I just went up and I just gave Mary a big hug. Because that's what she needed. She didn't need me to say anything. She didn't need anyone to say anything. She just needed to know that someone cared. Because it was... it, And it... It really did send her into a spiral of depression for for a week or so, and mm-hmm. it was hard. It was hard to see a, a good friend of mine struggle, and in that moment, it's not the words that I said, but it was just my presence in being there. Like, it it does so much, and it's not to say, "Oh, look at me, I'm so cool," but in that moment, Mary needed you, Tim, but she also needed other church members to be there with her. And some people in the church heard that she had um, lost it. What happened? They just gathered around her. Yep. And, and it was an absolutely beautiful thing that our church was able to just be there for her and give her encouragement in those times. And so that's why both of you can say, God, thank you so much for that, because not only where you strengthened in the word, but you were also strengthened and encouraged by other people. Yeah. And, and, you know, like part of this as well, that I think is, is key is when you have other believers there, you know, there were other people that we got to talk to, mm-hmm. um, that, that even, even weren't directly in our church, but you know, we're a greater part of the body of Christ, um, that both of us got to lean and rely on. Yeah, for me, like Richard Ross was absolutely perfect to have in my life at that time. Um, mm-hmm. But, but as well, like again, even even with that, you know, I, I, I the church has the ability to help you, and that's why, obviously, as parents, you should, you know, be having not only your kids in church but show them the importance of it. But then, in addition, like. God's healing and God's um, God's blessings don't just merely, it's not a one-to-one ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've had the ability now, years later, like still I'm learning more and more of like, yeah, but this is how that was a blessing. And, and this none of this is anything to say of like, so, hey, just cheer up in the moment. You'll be all right. Like, there are things that are legitimately not fun to go through. And you feel miserable. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest things about becoming more thankful in the moment during bad things is actually continually reminding yourself, okay, now let's see what God has done with that. Mm-hmm. Because I think often what we do is we are quick to blame God and then we are quick to give ourselves praise when we get up on the mountaintop. Yeah. And if you will instead, well, whilst you're climbing up the mountain, climbing down the mountain, fishing in the valley at a lake, whatever else it includes, when you're in those moments that aren't at the very, very bottom, if you'll continually remind yourself, well, this is what God has done with the last time I went to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Then the next time you're in the bottom, you go, man. Well, I remember all the blessings out of this. Yep. So if, if God could bless me that much out of this, well, he can bless me more in whatever negative situation I'm in now. Yep. So this will wrap it up. What I want to do is I just want to read this passage again 
and uh, really, really listen carefully to its words because there is power in God's word, as we've talked about in past episodes. So let me just read it again to cap off our time. And it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so as we go through this week, as we go through this holiday season and hard times begin to come up, just always remember that you can throw everything that is weighing your heart down on the one who cares for you, and he will build you up through his word and through his people. So, Tim, do you have any final thoughts? Man, y'all have a good Thanksgiving. And if mm-hmm. you can't find anything to be thankful for, then just remember this. The Houston Astros aren't World Series champions. The Texas Rangers are. Mm-hmm. Uh. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll do it for us in this episode. We will see y'all in the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.